Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. It's going to be my last show for a while. I'm moving to Mexico for a month, and uh, the mayor of South St. Paul is going to be taking my spot. So tune in the next couple of few weeks for uh, Jimmy Francis. I'm probably going to lose the gig because he's just so much better at this than I am. Uh, in the studio to my immediate right is, I think, third time on the show. Uh, I think so. More. more. I don't Might know. Might even be four. Yeah, anyway, introduce yourself for to the a while. Friends. So uh, it's been a while. Uh, Andy Swanson, Walzer Hyundai, Brooklyn Park. He's our, uh, we, this is our Hyundai show today. We have a first-time uh, guest in who was the... General manager of our brand new, soon to be open uh, Hyundai dealership up in uh, Coon Rapids. Coon Rapids, yep. Uh, What's your name, son? My name is Hassan Gondor. All right. uh, And going around the rest of the table, (laughs) we'll get to you shortly. Andy Rampernard. Mike Gelfand. And beaming in from Points Unknown, Thomas B. (laughs) Is that your AA name? (laughs) <laughs> That's right. It's my Alcoholics Anonymous name. Hi, it's Tom. Thomas B. Hi, Tom. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. Uh, Can I tell my favorite AA story back in the day? I was doing support for a a family member. He had stopped drinking, so I was supporting him and blah, blah, blah. I'm in there. Mm -hmm. We're sitting in in the circle, and there's this guy looks just like Elvis Presley. I'm not kidding you. Oh, no. He's dressed like him, looks like him, the whole deal. 
And he starts grumbling about this, that, and the other thing. And he's like, oh, bullshit. It's all bullshit. I hate that. And he's just grumbling to himself. And finally, the, what is it, a director? Is that who does the group, a group group leader? Therapist, whatever. I don't know. What, I think they call yeah, it the whatever. magister. Something like that. Goes, I don't remember the guy's name, so I'll just go with Bill, because Bill W is the one who right. started AA. She goes, Bill, what seems to be the problem? He goes, the problem? You want to know what the problem is? I love to drink. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the place for you, then. I actually, <laughs> this was in Minneapolis, right? Yeah. How yeah. long ago? Oh, Christ, that would have been maybe 15 years, 10 to 15 years ago. Because do you remember the Poodle Club on Lake Street? By oh, Lake oh, yeah, I used to play there on Sunday nights with a Ooh, buddy of mine, Big Bob Scoggin. It was like Fellini goes to yeah. Lake Street. But there was a guy and his mom that were in there all the time, and they'd get drunk, and they'd, you know, they'd never physically fight, but they'd just yell at each other <laughs> after dancing, and his name was Elvis. There can't be, and it was his actual name. Yeah. I wonder if it was him. There can't be two. And he <laughs> certainly fit the alcoholic profile. There's so many problems with that story there. I mean, like, you're, you named your child Elvis, you're drinking with him. I feel like the fight is And right. dancing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Poor Elvis doesn't that, have a shot. That, that, that fight is appropriate. Not no, only I that, don't. but where's the anonymity now? Yeah, I know. We yeah. just outed him. I was actually in a in a group. Uh, it was a it was a group a support group for uh, Type A personalities. Sure. And uh, first thing we did, we, we cut it down to ten steps. I like it. Mm-hmm. See, that's smart. Yeah. All right. Before we get going in uh, all sorts of directions, uh, Hassan, it's a tradition on car selling secrets that first time guests tell the story of their very first automobile. So, what do you got? Uh, first uh, story for automobile. Okay, well, I started in the car business in 2005, and my first car was a 1996 Altima with 185,000 miles. That uh, <laughs> uh, it was car was uh, what do you call it? Rusty but trusty kind yeah. of thing. Yep, and uh, got me through the first few years of school, and uh, it was it was a good car for the first few years. What's well, not so bad? Yeah, no. yeah. I mean, almost, I, I like starting off with these stories because the stories are very universally sim- mm-hmm. similar. There's very few people that start out with anything nice. It's usually mm-hmm. some welded-together piece of junk. We've had some pretty sensational stories in there. I, I, I have to admit, so Andy Swanson, to my immediate right, has been on several times. He's the general manager of our Hyundai store in uh, Brooklyn Park, and based in part on his success at that store... Hyundai awarded uh, manufacturers control how many dealerships are in a certain market. Uh, and they don't, in other words, even if you've got Walls or Paul Walls or money, you can't just call up Ford and say, give me a Ford dealership. The factory has to do all their analysis and say, okay. And Coon Rapids has been a growth target for a number of years for import dealerships. First one up there was Carlson Toyota, um, probably 20 some, 25 years ago. Um, Is it that old? Yeah, it's been wow. around for a while. Um, and then uh, our Nissan store went up there. It was the house of JLo for a while before he you know, quit the brand and went back to Buick. Um, there's a, we have a competitor that opened a Honda franchise up there. Uh, but Hyundai awarded us a, uh, a brand-new Hyundai store uh, up in uh, Coon Rapids, and it's going to open hopefully Monday. That we're is all, the goal. We're yeah. kind of on pins and needles. It's interesting the way it works. So we're all... 
There's only so much you can do. The, the next step is we have to get an occupancy permit. Correct. And once we get that, then we can call up Hyundai and say, okay, we Send have an occupancy cars. permit. Yeah. And they go, okay, here's your dealer code. Here's So everything is stacked up. It's a very tense time. If the mm-hmm. city of Coon Rapids is listening, the place is perfect. Don't show up for your appointment. We're ready to go. Like, that's make that real simple. I, You know, <laughs> the Walzers, I've been through a lot of these remodels, ground-up stuff. They really spend a lot of money yeah. on their dealerships. Mm-hmm. They don't throw just toilets out there. They, you know, they adopted a style, um, God, 20 years ago that, that's now very contemporary, but at the time it was kind of outrageous where they had really tall, tall uh, ceilings. ceilings in the show floor. And Paul's mm-hmm. feeling was, I don't like these old ones, you know, because, you know, when I got in the car business and when he did, they were all Cubicle eight and a half, nine feet. And, yeah. It just looked terrible. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not worried if the city of Coon Rapids is listening. I'm sure Don Schilling and his crew have done a crackerjack job. I'm not worried. I just want their blessing. We, uh, we'd we like to see it open. Yeah. So that's exciting times for us, and uh, Hyundai's on a roll a little bit. I don't know you very well. We've met uh, probably half a dozen times, so I did what everybody does. and went on LinkedIn and, and oh, creeped your yeah. profile. So you, <laughs> you went to Dunwoody before you got the I, car I went business. to Dunwoody, yep. Uh, I went to Dunwoody twice. I started out in uh, 05 in the car business. I moved here originally from Lebanon. And, so because uh, the summers are so great here, no. proposal <laughs> Lebanon? Or? You know, a lot of people ask me that, and they're like, why Minnesota? I mean, Lebanon is more like a California weather kind of thing, and I grew up in Beirut, and uh, uh, I, simple answer is I got four four uncles in here and, you know, my cousins and all the families here, so that's why it was. Did your parents nice. move with you as well? Or? We all came in at the oh, same okay. time in the same time. time. Yep. And then uh, started at uh, Wayzata Nissan at, in 2005 and uh, went to Dunwoody. Got my uh, first degree in electrical construction, so I also I can So you're selling Nissans for Mark Slitterman, <laughs> and you decide, yes, this sucks, I'm going to be an electrician. Is yeah. that kind of a thought you know, process? Well, uh, and the, Mark has that effect on people, oh, yeah. and people that know him. <laughs> when I started at Nissan, it was more like a temporary job. I ended up being an 18 years uh, temporary job over there. Uh, so I graduated in 08, and... Uh, um, I um, I just love the car business. You know, I love being around cars. I love helping customers. I like seeing customers smile and shaking my hand and just like it, just giving them that service. You know, so kept me going. Went back to school again. Yeah, <laughs> to Dunwoody and uh, got our bachelor's degree in management. Graduated in 2012. Oh and, wow! Uh, Congratulations. Thank I you. I didn't know they had management programs. At yep. Dunwoody. Yeah. I just assumed it was, it, a tech- it was more a technical. Not just assume a technical yep. school, but yep. And I think that they started that like in 2011. So hmm. I was like one of the first, uh, first or second year for that, and. Uh, Stayed in the car business. Well, shit, and, you can, uh, you're the poster child for their program, right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, sorry, just stayed at Nissan and uh, went through the new car salesperson, used car salesperson, did a little, uh, you know, management finance, and uh, Walzer acquired the store in 2017, and uh, and uh, I became a used car manager. And fast forward a couple of years later, I took over as a GM for the whole store, and uh the opportunity came in for Hyundai, and I'm like, I want to be close to my buddy Andy Swanson here. So I'm like, I can't turn that down. <laughs> I'm sure it was all about me. Yeah. <laughs> so you got and to the, you got to work for my old boss for a while, Colton Ray. Colton Ray, yep. yes, I worked with Colton, and uh, Colton was the new car manager in marketing, and I was uh, and uh, they call him back there the uh, or they still call him at a traditional dealership the box. So I was yep. the F and I guy in the yep, box. I get it. You know. 
I was uh, at Colton had po- somebody had tagged Colton on LinkedIn, and I just happened to look at his profile the other day. What a dirty liar! He talks about all the first place finishes that he had at Wyzetta Nissan. We kick their ass every year. Yeah. Anyway, maybe it doesn't used, matter. huh? Maybe in used. Oh yeah, well. <laughs> Uh, world's most dominant uh, wholesale parts business uh, ever. <laughs> the the one of the owners of the store is very very sharp and business oriented, and he would buy. God, I think he bought like a couple million dollars worth of Mitsubishi parts at one point, and then selling them all over the world. Was, they didn't. They made so much money in that that they didn't even need to sell cars. But so I, I, going back to. So your uncles lived here and said, this is really great. You'll love shoveling Th- snow this is pretty to much, Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> is that how it happened? That's pretty and much how it happened. you fell for it? And then exactly, we fell for it. I remember the came here in March of 05, so a lot of snow on the ground and yeah. uh, moved in with my uncle in St. Louis Park. And uh, first time it snowed, we're like, hey, where's the shovel? Like, we're, they're showing us shovels, and we're so excited to, to, to shovel up that driveway. And we're like, and they're... He's looking at us like, yeah, he's been here for like 25 years. He's like, I'm sick and tired of snow. Yeah. And we're like, me and my brother, we're like, oh, this is just great. You know, we're moving the snow. And it didn't take, a, we realized like 30 days later, like, yeah, this is, just, it was fun the first couple of times. And that was it. That was it. Our, our development team for Fuse, the software company that I work for that Walzer spun off is all from uh, Israel. And they mm-hmm. come over here from time to time. In fact, mm-hmm. I think some of them will be here probably towards the end of February, to go to your store, yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, and when they come over here in the winter for the first time, they just they freak out. They've never seen anything like it. And they're just, you know, Netta was here in October when it was 40 degrees. And she's like, Dougie, I'm so cold. <laughs> and I said, well, sit in the front seat. I want to show you one of these wretched American excess things. And she's sitting there for a minute and goes, my bottom is all warm now. <laughs> you don't, and much, much, they don't have much need for heated seats in Tel Aviv, apparently. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just got to adapt and uh, learn how to have fun with the snow. You know, I remember when was that, was that a Nissan, uh, my uh, general manager at that time, who, uh, who runs the whole Wichita campus, Randy Lamley, he got me into snowmobiling. So we started uh, going oh. snowmobiling a little bit, and uh, uh, it was fun, you know. It was a, it's a great hobby, and again, it was just something to do. And again, it was fun again. And then until it was like thirty below, and you're like going sixty miles an yeah, hour, and cool. you're like, why are we doing this? You know. <laughs> I got into that one of, with one of my old bosses back uh, thirty years ago, and I did it for two or three seasons. And had we both were di- were working at different dealerships. You know, GMs typically take Fridays off, so mm-hmm. he'd swing by at six in the morning, we blow up the sleds, and go up to. Uh, Yellow Lake over by Danbury and ride around up there. It was, it was just a blast. I think I only did it once, and it was 30 below zero. Yeah. And I, it's not I, I couldn't do it. I was like, this is the worst hobby I've ever experienced. Yeah. And, and I tried golf once, too, so I'm terrible at yeah, all. Yeah, I'm, I'm, snowmobiling was great until, uh, you know, you got married and kids, and you yeah. kind of well, saw all that. Time. And uh, even golfing is definitely enough for me. You know, I tried it once, and I'm like, yeah, this is too relaxing. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Relaxing. <laughs> You're not doing it right. Yeah, I, like, I can't be doing this. <laughs> I got an 85, and I thought that was great, but it's not on nine holes, so I didn't do it again. Yeah, okay. that was bad. <laughs> Tom, have you, are, are you playing golf again? Uh, a few holes. Catherine and I are going to play nine holes tomorrow. I know. I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to do that or not. Why? Are you, what are you worried about? 
I don't know. I just am not very good at it. Any- well, not that I was ever great at it, but I'm not, just not very good at it anymore. I don't know if it's my attention or what the hell it is. I, but i got to get after it again. Yeah, I'll, I'll play, I think we're going to play nine holes tomorrow and nine holes on Sunday because I'm coming home uh, to Minnesota next week, not, not next Monday, but a, a week from tomorrow. So I'll get a couple of couple of rounds and then uh, yeah I I think I will probably try to get out there and do it again. Depends on how busy I am with now you know two shows running back to back. That'll be interesting. Yeah, you got to be excited to uh, get back to work. I would think. Yeah, two months was a you know I never thought I would say this, but it's like I just had two months off. My God, did it suck? Really? <laughs> You're in West Palm Beach and your wife's uh, well, great. But I, I mean, how, how hard could it be? I'm accomplishing very little, though. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, I'm even when I'm on the air is what I mean by that. Thank you very much. Great to be here. <laughs> but no, I, I, I'm looking forward to getting back on it. And you know, I've known the Hubbard since uh, Ginny was a, a little girl. So to be back where my career started is going to be great, man. So tell, tell really the, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that I, have you talked much about the new show or? No, I can talk some. I want to say one thing to Hassan though. But first, all right, Hassan, yeah. you there? When I was 16 years old, I took a job at Donaldson's Garden Room. There was a, it's probably long, well, it's long before you probably even got here, but Donaldson's but, was a department store. Yes, it was a department <laughs> store. Well, it's here in the five. I don't think Donaldson's. No, is you're right. I don't even know what Donaldson's is. Yeah. And now it you was... have to explain what a department store was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. yeah, exactly. It's where so Amazon I'm, gets all yeah, their shit. Yeah. <laughs> I am a, um, I am a uh, kind of. Cocky little 16-year-old. I know that's hard to believe, but <laughs> I'm running around there. And I had a boss there, and he taught me so many things about just not how, how, I, how I should work and how present myself when I work, but how I should act. And I learned a hell of a lot from a guy who had just moved uh, a few years earlier from Lebanon named Eddie LaHood. And I will never forget Eddie's wisdom. Uh, seriously, mm-hmm. you had mentioned the uh, – we talked about – so the, I guess what I wanted to ask you, Hassan, is Beirut, at one time, spectacularly beautiful, correct? Correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie talked about that all the time, how beautiful Beirut was, just this mm-hmm. magnificent city, and they just destroyed it. Yeah, it's, it's truly unfortunate. Ugh. Mm-hmm. I still I carry that with me all these years later, Hassan, mm-hmm. so now I'll be thinking about you all the time. That's great. <laughs> Donaldson's went defunct in 87, by the way. Yeah, okay. So. <laughs> That's why I had to fill in the blanks. Yeah. I'm like, eh, I know it was Greece. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually the year I was born in 87. Yeah, I was born in 86, so I had no clue. Uh, there was a guy, and you probably knew who this was. He used to, he was, his name was Talking John. And he would march mm. through downtown Minneapolis. Ah, yeah. Very st- oh, yeah, Michael, you know who that with the, is. With the huge stentorian voice. Yes, indeed. And he was schizophrenic, and he was into religion, right? That's correct. Yep. Not in that order necessarily. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And they well, don't always that. go together. <laughs> no, I, mean, no. I, was, I was just making sure we we're talking about the same person because I remember him. Yeah. He would come into the garden room at Donaldson's, 80, before 1987, obviously. He would come in and he would order his food and he would deliver his food. He'd get out of the booth, get on his knees and start going, in the name of the Father and of the Son. <laughs> and he'd be really like yelling his pre-meal prayer, right? So one day I walk over to him. Well, I'm walking by, and he looks up at me. And I don't know the guy. I'd seen him before, but I thought maybe he... I, I didn't know him at all, right? I walk by, and he's, he's staring at me, right? And I go, how are you doing today? And he looks at me and says, in a very loud voice, 
Washington apples are the best goddamn apples in the world. <laughs> Whoa! You know, he, he was an interesting character. And I wish I had saved some of the hate mail he used to send me. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he, he, uh, he took issue, I guess, at a couple of the stories I wrote for the <laughs> newspaper. And, uh, and the thing I remember most about his letters is that you know, he was using an old, like a, a an old royal typewriter, kind of the, kind of the kind that I used to really like, and the the hole there were always holes in the circle part of of letters like D and B. You know, he just hit it so hard it just punched <laughs> it right out of the paper. <laughs> you don't get that effect on a laptop. No, you don't. No. See, we missed Maybe a lot. Put that in Microsoft Word, the next version. There's a couple young women that work for me back when I ran the Dodge store for Walt Walzer, early 2000s. And they go, you type so loud. Oh, <laughs> just to hit those keys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I was on a laptop, but I, I learned on well, a typewriter. You, I mean, yeah, you mm-hmm. did have to hit those yep. keys. So just, yeah, how you know how to type yeah. now. Well, you know, and at first, of course, when we started switching over to computers, you know, they they actually um, made the made the keyboard louder than it needed to be. Oh yeah, the clicky mm-hmm. IBM keyboards. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. just just you know because we were comfortable. With yep, that. yep. Isn't that wonderful? So Tom, let's get back to your new show. I tell people oh, listening. Yeah, okay. I'm sure there's a lot of interest in in, in this. I would. I hope. I hope that's probably that probably is true. Well, the Hubbards are stepping up. They're doing God. They're billboard campaigns and TV ads and appearances and this. We, and we I'm got a window in the in the podcast studio. Oh, did they put it in? Yeah, now? It was yeah. in there. So, are you using that room yet, Andy? No, it's not hooked up yet. Oh, it's not okay. But they yeah, do have Andy the gets data, it. data tube through yeah, the wall they have too, so it's all they set up. The, yeah, they got all sorts of stuff in there. But oh my God! So we can fire spitballs <laughs> at Andy during the show. Mm-hmm. I'll be immune. You know, great. you know what's great about that is, you know, we're going to put it in. So there's a, you know, the producers area like Andy, Andy for the, this podcast and Rudy Pavich for the morning show. They'd sit in there so they could answer phone calls and, you know, type and do all kinds of stuff and make noise that wouldn't come out over the air. And uh, <clears throat> so we, we hire this company. We go to the building and ask them if it's okay. They go, oh, absolutely. And blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> so they hire this company and I call the guy. And I'm talking to him, and he goes, you know, Tom, this is me. I said, what do you mean this is me? He goes, yeah, I'm the guy from this company that brings you candy every Christmas. I mean, that's you, really? Yeah, Yeah, you know him, Andy. Uh Yeah, he brings us candy every, what a nicest guy in the world. So he's the one who put the window in, so I'm assuming he did a great job. Looks pretty good to me. Looks like a window. Looks like a window, all right. What a soundproof, though, isn't it? I I I don't think they've done any soundproofing yet. Oh, they haven't done that yet. Okay, no. well, we'll get that taken care of. But that's <clears throat> that whole deal. Uh, you know, I'm sitting around uh, just thinking about this, that, and the other thing. I get a call from Dan Seaman, who's the um, director of of uh, radio for the Hubbard family. Obviously, they're in television and radio and all kinds of other stuff. And one thing I really like about the Hubbards, as opposed to other uh, companies, is the Hubbards actually have money instead of debt. So I like that part. Yeah, they, they kind of did a few things right, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They kind of, other than hiring me, although they didn't hire me, we're partnering in it. So I, I don't work for them. I work. That's with probably them. right up there with inventing satellite TV. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. You know that 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 satellite was supposed to go on that rocket that what the Discovery. 
Was that the uh, one that blew up? Challenger, wasn't it? The Challenger. Challenger. Yep, it was the Challenger. I remember the Challenger. Yeah. Was it really? That satellite was supposed to be attached to the Challenger, and for some reason they couldn't make the deadline. And boy, did they dodge! Because there's no insurance on that, baby. Yeah. I doubt well, it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know what we're talking about. Hubbard oh, yeah. Broadcasting Woo! was the first satellite uh, TV satellite in the world, and they made yep. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot. TV was huge. They got Tom Bernard money for that. <laughs> oh, I think, I think Tom Bernard. Uh huh. Yeah, two billion. That's right around my wheelhouse. Billion dollars. God. <laughs> Very smart family, and like I said, it's where I started my career. So, I get a call and I meet up with Ginny and Dan, and we have this wonderful talk, and and they're talking about. You know, you could come and do a morning show on our podcast network, Joe Souchere. And by the way, Joe was one of the first people that ever showed up at a personal appearance when we did an appearance with our podcast 11 years ago. Sush actually showed up in the audience, so he had interest in podcasting for a long time. He's had a podcast now for five years. It's just kicking ass. It's doing really well. And so they called me and said, you know, we talked to Joe about this and, you know, Score North and all these people. And they basically what they're doing is creating a digital I guess station. There'll be a morning show, a midday show, an afternoon show, an evening show. Wow! It's gonna be the whole. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. It's a lot cheaper pe- than paying for transmitters and stuff and FCC oh, licenses. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Uh, Sush was on episode 170. He was on episode 170, so that, what's that, about a thousand ago? Uh, no, that is almost... Two thousand ago. It's more than two thousand ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about when we were up at the New Hope Cinema for... Uh, that, too, yeah. The 500th. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. That was the yeah, first was time there. I met Chesky when he showed up in the Obama muscle shirt and the wig. I'm like, who is this <laughs> lunatic? By the way, we're having dinner with, uh... With the the, uh, the wives got together um, uh, with Sabers and uh, and the Cheskies on Friday. We're going to your favorite restaurant, as a matter of fact. You going to Bar La Grassa? No, well, second favorite restaurant, favorite one in Bloomington, Minnesota. Third favorite, Layla. <laughs> oh, I love going to Layla, man. Yeah, well, I know you do. So that anyway, the, the, the girls were talking over Christmas, and it's like let's get together, and we're supposed to go. A week ago, but um, your brother, Barack Obama, came down with COVID, but he's negative the last few days. So he survived, and so we're going to go out. My brother, Barack Obama? Well, rem- Dan Chesky looks like he could be your brother, even when he tries to dress up like Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Everybody thinks that Dan Chesky's my younger brother. Yeah. 
They do. Everybody thinks. Oh, I mean, oh we're, we're both kinda... big, stocky-shouldered guys. And... Yeah, we kind of look alike, too, in a yeah. way. Yeah, well, in a way. I, if you told me he was your brother, I'd have no reason to think he right. wasn't. But yeah, that that's the great thing. And he's so, a smart so yeah. ass too, like your other brothers. I remember when um, Alex got married. I was riding down in the elevator with I don't remember if it was Troy or, or who it was. And he goes, "So how'd you get invited here?" And I said, "Tom's a friend of mine." He goes, "Well, you're a goddamn liar. He doesn't have any of those." <laughs> oh, that's Tony. Yeah, that was, was Tony. Say, that that might be like Tony. Tony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Tony, not Troy. <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, you know, that's another thing. We were just thinking about that the other day. It's like, Jesus. You know, Troy's almost been gone for three years already. God, that's amazing. Yep. It's unbelievable. Youngest brother dies on you. What the hell? Is, what the, what's that? That's what I want to know. Anyway, get back to the show. It's fe- uh, February 20th. Uh, we'll start. Um, but, but the first thing I'm going to talk about on that show, I'll, I can talk about it here. Because, you know, it'll be, it won't be a totally different audience. A lot of the same people. But, but honest to God. I go home and the whole family's there and all the rest of it. They're back in Minneapolis, and I tell everybody that that Brittany Arneson has signed on to do the morning show with me. So for the next 20 minutes, I get to hear about what a fantastic, wonderful human being Brittany is, and oh my God, we just love her and she's the greatest of all time. And my, you're so lucky to be working with Brittany. It's just fantastic. And then Andy's wife says to me, yeah, but let's not forget about Rudy. Rudy is probably the funniest guy I've ever heard on the radio. He's phenomenal. And I'm like, geez, I guess I'm coming in third place here on this deal. (laughs) Oh, my God. But, yeah, I mean, it's that kind of deal. It's going to be a lot different. One thing I can tell you, Dougie, because you and I talk about this once in a while, I finally have gotten to the point I, I tried my best to cut it down to about 15 minutes a day per I can't watch the news anymore. All they do is either sit there with a big grin on their face on Fox or this sad look on their face on CNN, and all they do is sit there and lie. That's both of them, all of them. Well, it, if it, you it, watch the network news, it only takes 15 minutes. Yeah. It's actually about yeah. 12 minutes of news. We were actually talking about that before the show started. I was telling, oh, telling the guys that Sarah and I, probably around Thanksgiving, started to sit down and watch the 6 o'clock news, maybe because we're getting old. And I, it was, and it, the reason I brought it up is I was bombarded by these ads for medicine to treat men with bent penises. <laughs> and, targeted ads. And I, thought I remember the name of the disease, and I, and I was going to Google it, but I thought, no, that that's just going to set up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but if you, did you see those forever. ads? You know what I'm talking about? They they featured like carrots that were all bent. I've and, I've yeah. seen this. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, well. I, I unfortunately saw it. Uh, I think it was, it was like in the waiting room for some company or something. Hmm. They had this giant screen playing the news, and all of a sudden this ad comes on. With a carrot. Oh, it was X, uh, Xfinity. Oh, because they were playing TV, you know, to show off their you know cool Xfinity system. Right. And all of a sudden, on comes this loud ad about bent penises. And the guy's just trying to keep a straight face while selling me a phone. I'm like, yeah, that's a shame. That, yeah. You know, that's uh, that's something I don't have to worry about. Uh, but just for the record, uh, is this oh, a pill go. you take? or? Uh... Yeah. I think it's an ointment. It's an iron rod, actually. No, God! No. No. All the guys no. just bent over. Thanks, Andy. Oh, God. Oh, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, it's a wonderful life. Oh, by the way, as long as Mr. Gelfand was just talking there, I'd like to point out that ninety-nine uh, percent of the people that I I worked with over the years, not with the current uh, 
people on the show, but uh, over the years, well, Sandy's still on on the KQ Morning Show. Sandy's going to come over. Timmy Lammers, this guy named Mike Gelfand's going to be on the Morning Show, and yeah. he hasn't been on the Morning Show what like fifteen years now, Mike. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a while. It's I think been it's been long. I think it's been about uh, eleven years. Eleven. Yeah, years. Well, yeah, right. that makes sense. Yeah, are you, you going to be on sense. every day, Mike? No, or? no, no. Oh. I'm sleeping oh, no. four days a week. Okay, so you'll be doing a superstar appearance well, what once I a week. I, what I thought I would do, if it's okay with Tom, is I'd probably uh, because I'm on on this podcast on Thursdays, and I generally come in, you know, around ten. I just mm-hmm. figured I'd come in an hour earlier, and yep, yeah, so it'd be fun. Love it. I would it's love to be, be on great. more, but, you know, I do have to sleep. Well, I understand. Not that anyone's asked me to be on more either. So <laughs> I think that that's not necessarily true. The only person that's not going to be on is, is Mike Evans, mm-hmm. and he's being replaced by uh, Kristen Burt, who is on this podcast every Tuesday. So we're looking for – Kristen Burt is one of my favorite people in the world. She's one – you know that – that when she lived in Minnesota, she worked for Jesse Ventura. Oh wow! wow. What'd she do for him? <laughs> I some kind of I suppose she worked in like an office or something. I think. Yeah, she. I did. hope she wasn't <clears throat> in charge of diction. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work out too well. <laughs> oh, let me just tell you something, girlfriend. God, I used to love getting in arguments with him because oh. I'd start impersonating him, and he didn't even notice. You know that was that was fun though. I mean, Jesse was a oh, yeah. he was a fun guy at one time. He was. At one time, he was a great guy, and then he got all important, self-important. Yeah, well, he gets the thing. He started to take himself seriously. Oh, I'm you don't sorry. Want to do he that. started to take himself serious. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. There's a little Jesse right there. No, Jesse and I were great friends for years and years and years and years. As soon as he became governor, he was a different person, man. Oh, yeah. He's, my, abiding, how it works. my abiding memory of Jesse Ventura is how bad I felt over the fact that probably the worst vote I ever cast I just voted for him so he wouldn't be on the radio anymore. <laughs> and it was, I, and then he was in office, and I was like, God, what an idiot. This is what even worse. Now he's got real power. Uh, when when Eddie, was he voted in? Was it uh, 2000? 98, 2000. It was no, it was 98. Yeah, it was 98. And I do remember, because I remember I was like, God, I really like these PA and Dubai guy. They're great to listen to. So I cast mm-hmm. a vote for Jesse. I re- well, Jesse, you know, one of the things, of course, was the competition. But the other thing was, <laughs> while the two candidates who everyone thought were the serious candidates, while they would debate each other and get into heated arguments, Jesse would just sit back and say, yep, <clears throat> yeah, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> there you go. There was an old was actually the voice of reason. Yeah, he yeah, was. No, he was. I, I, that's why uh, you're right. There's an old Eddie Murphy skit about um, Southern rednecks getting drunk and voting for Jesse Jackson. (laughs) They wake up the next door and go, he effing won? (laughs) (laughs) The the origin of that was a Lenny Bruce bit. I won't go into it, but... Oh, I loved Lenny Bruce. That was one of his great bits. It was it was the bit where the the Communist Party guy who'd been running for president for like thirty years wakes up one morning and his wife says, "Okay, you're president." He says, "What are you talking about? Oh, you're president. You won. I can't win. I can't be president. Sorry, you're in." Yeah. So that was that was how that whole bit started. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I, I wish nobody would win anymore. I literally got, have got, and this is not political in any way. I'm just saying what what I've really noticed is, and this is me personally. I'm not you know making judgment for everyone. I cannot find a news anchor on any national news that I like. My God, they're horrible. They're all smug. One of them, one side's all the smug as hell, and the other one's smug as hell in a different direction. 
It's like you're reading the news. You're not a TV star. Settle down. I don't mind Lester Holt. I find him tolerable anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever watch Lester Holt. Should I watch? Does he get chatty about politics and all that? I, I think he, for me, he doesn't take it all too seriously. I mean, there's well, not he a lot of been hand a... wringing and stuff like that, right, which good. really annoys me about the left side of the media dial at times. It's like, you know, it's, well, it's both sides up. now. It's I, both sides now. I like, yeah. I do like, uh, I like ABC. I like David Muir. Uh, do you? Yeah, I think he's pretty good. He asks good questions. I mean, it's all, it's all an act. Yeah. But nevertheless, he asks, uh, you know, the guys out in the field. He asks good questions. The only thing about that show is that if you're out in the field and they cut to you, you first thing you have to say is, "That's right, David," and then you have to say, yeah. "Well, David," and then you have to <laughs> yeah. say the word yep. David at least four or five times. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You know, one thing I did love about, I've interviewed Lester Holt a few times, and he's a very pleasant guy to interview, right? Yeah, he seems like somebody you wouldn't mind sitting across the table from. Okay, you be you, and I'll be Lester Holt, and this is exactly how he responded to everything. Uh, so, Lester, how did you get started in the news business? Well, let me tell you, Doug, this is Lester Holt. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone else goes, Lester Holt. I guess there's a bit of an ego that comes with the job. Oh, I think you might be right about that. I'll watch Ted Knight. I love Ted Knight. Ted Knight, uh, what was the name of the guy who played the part? Uh, Uh, On the Mary Tyler Moore Baxter? Yeah, Ted Ted Baxter. Baxter. He once pinched my cheek. Did he really? Oh, he was he like I uh, was having a conversation with him. He immediately fell right into the Ted Knight thing. I said something meant to be funny. He laughed uproariously and and pinched my cheek. <laughs> Don't you love that? Yeah, I did like it. It but wasn't yeah, as exciting as the time when Dolly Parton tousled my hair. Oh, no, that would be God. more fun. You know that was Dolly. a long time ago. Yeah. Love Dolly, no, to, no doubt about oh, the it. Best, she's, she's the best, the best ever. And she said at the end of the interview, she said, uh, she said, well, when I sing, I will always love you tonight. I'll be thinking about you. <laughs> and you know what? A, I believed her. Hey, why not? Why not? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, My favorite yeah, no line of hers is a <clears throat> recorder, reporter apparently referred to as a dumb blonde, and she goes, oh. "I'm not dumb." And I'm not, I'm not blonde either. <laughs> yeah. She's the best. Yeah, she's ter- she is a, a really, really terrific. But, yeah, I mean, to, to just move on very, very quickly, I watch the news and I go, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying. No, you're lying about that. You're lying. That's all they do is lie. I probably shouldn't ask this next question, but I am going to anyway. Did anybody watch the State of the Union address on Tuesday? I lasted 15 minutes. I, I didn't watch it at all. Mike, did you watch it? I've, I've never been able to get through one of those. So, I, <laughs> oh, but, you know, you oh. don't have to. You, you watch the, hi- the highlights. You see, a, yeah. uh, you know, 30-second clips. The, That's you watch the enough. blooper reel afterwards. The worst thing yeah. to me is it's really, it's really just calisthenics, right? I mean, Every yeah. seven minutes or seven seconds, the yeah. in-power party has yeah. to stand up and I know, clap it's furiously. Ridiculous. And now the out-of-power party has to yell obscenities at the well, president. Well, that's been going on for a while. No, mm-hmm. not that long. I mean, that was shocking only a few years ago. Now yeah. I just, hate that. Now so it's there the was, norm. Because somebody called Obama a liar, right? That I was how it all yeah. started, started, I think. Yeah. That guy from South Carolina. But he got, he no, got Nancy, censured in Nancy 08. ripping up the script was probably not the classiest move either. Yeah, that was It's all shown now. <laughs> so. You know, that's oh, exactly, I agree with you. That shoe thrown at him. 
That, yes, was, yeah. that wasn't a State of the Union. That was just you that know. was over in the Middle East somewhere. That's, that's kind of how we uh, we roll over there. If we don't like someone, we just <laughs> you, <laughs> give you, shoe, <laughs> you know, hit that person with the shoes or a slipper. You know, I think whatever, actually, whatever you have, kind of wearing. You know. I think it actually was in Egypt. Or look that up. This is, this is a, my favorite part of the podcast. Is Andy looks up stuff on the internet for old guys. Baghdad, okay. Yeah, wow. yeah, it was in Iraq, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. God. Yeah, a lot of cultures actually have the shoe as, like, you know, in Japan, shoes are considered, you know, you like you don't bring them inside. Correct. Middle East, you throw the shoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, South you, America, you hit some, you hit your kid with the slipper if they're being bad. That's kind of what it is yeah. in the Middle Eastern, you know, well, especially you for the moms, you know. Like, exactly. if, if you're not behaving, the slipper comes off, and then you just, like, it goes right... <laughs> It's kind of like, you know, like they're, they're shooting darts in your face. Like you're like, boom, it goes. And then the better they exactly. get with that, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the, the more like the, the, the mothers get more proud of themselves. Yep. Like, oh, yeah, I just mm-hmm. aimed at them right, 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 <laughs> right oh. in the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Tom, I know, I know you and I remember this. Uh, it was the shoe herd around the world when uh, Khrushchev. Oh, Nikita Khrushchev. Yep. Oh, yeah. When oh, he yes. slammed the desk with the shoe and, Yeah. That, I, I don't know when that was, but it was probably I think it was 1960. The, was it that long ago? That might be right. That might be right. Is it the, right U, the, is it the United Nations, right? You know, I'm thinking about taking a nap after I heard that Jesse Ventura was elected governor 25 years ago. It was 1960, that, yes. Ding, 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 And ding, the other ding. one was 1998, right? Uh, I think so, yes. Yeah, they called it the was shoe elected. banging incident. It's... Oh, name. yes. Oh, for, for Khrushchev. For Khrushchev, yeah. yeah the what was he yes. screaming, we will bury you? Is that yes. yes. Mm-hmm. We will bury you. Ah. Yep. I know it would be you a lot like cheaper Alfred than Hitchcock. Hudruff and Sons. That's all I got to say about that. Oh, don't bring up Hudruff and Sons. I love that joint. Yeah, it's, it's Even though it was a funeral home. Well, a good one. You know, you know what you understood as a kid, by the way, later on in my teen years, is don't... Uh, don't uh, Act like a pain in the ass around Hadroff because almost everybody who goes to a funeral there has a gun on them. <laughs> <laughs> Which was true, by the way. That was absolutely true. <laughs> so yeah, I don't don't harass them. They lost somebody, and you could be next. So calm down. Let's spend so a couple of minutes uh, talking about cars. Is we got two representatives. I love it. The Hyundai uh, car line here. What's new? What's hot in the Hyundai world? You guys are on a roll, aren't you? Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. We sell, I mean, the the market share, right? The how you measure from man, one manufacturer to another. Hyundai is just up dramatically over the mm-hmm. last few years, but that's what having a really nice product line and managing supply chain in a crisis will do. They did a better job than some of the um, the Japanese manufacturers, mm-hmm. certainly. You know, I think um, the answer is kind of boring, but it's I think it's fun. They they stopped taking custom orders, which annoyed a lot of customers. Mm. But the simple reality is, is from their perspective, if we've got orders for blue and we can't get blue paint pigment, we're just going to build red ones. Yeah. Right. Like, why are we going to make this complicated? So uh, I think they followed what they were able to do instead of as much as what people wanted. And that was the right answer for the last two years. So tell, I'm, I'm an electric car fan, as some people know. My wife bought a VW last fall. <clears throat> because Walzer didn't have a all-wheel drive solution at the time. We do now. I mean, geez, Doug, well, just wait it. a year, man. Yeah. Come on, where's your patience? I'm a car guy. <laughs> have you ever met one that had any patience at all? No, but you're retired. You can be slow I'm not now. retired. Uh, Shit, I've been working more this, now than no, I No, this is do. what we think when you're not running a dealership anymore. That's you're right. dead to us, right? Yeah, That's I, know, how it I get is. it. <laughs> um, 
Uh, no, we've got the Ionic 5. They're gorgeous. The, yep, and the Ionic 6 coming out, too. That's, uh, now, I read just, the 5 is... How much range does it have? Is it 315 they go, miles? They go from about 215 to 303. Okay. The 303 will be more like the, uh, the rear-wheel drive version of them. Uh, the all-wheel drive kind of drops down a little yeah. bit, you know, as far as the range, yeah. But well, it depends on outside temperature, too, right? Correct. Right. Yep. Yeah, yep. that mm -hmm. part. You know, I, it also depends on if you keep in the garage. So mm -hmm. the interesting part about Minnesota with the all-wheel drive system mm -hmm. versus the front-wheel drive with the electric, it really is about the heat pump that drains those batteries yep. overnight. When mm -hmm. you start it up, if it's zero degrees and you kept it outside, it's going to go, you're going to get a lot less range than if you parked it in the garage and it was even 30 yeah. Yeah, no, we noticed that as well. And we put we put a charger in the garage and plug yeah. it in every night anyway, so Yeah. I mean it's no big deal. I, the Ionic five is gorgeous. I mean motor trend car of the year. Mm -hmm. It's a fabulous vehicle. I think it's the first electric car of the year, right? Uh well Nissan Leaf had I think the uh, Ward, Leaf might the have Leaf been had the twenty twelve, I yeah. believe, Ward car or but the Ionic was the yeah Motor Trend uh, SUV of the year. Got that shocking to me because those two aren't even the same species. Yeah, right. no, 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 like, no, I no. mean, well, it, the Leaf was a necessary step in the other. Of course, it was a long time yeah. ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, fair. Um, it's gorgeous. I drove one for a good long while yesterday. The power is outstanding. I mean, they'll snap 100 percent torque at it's, zero. Oh my God. I mean, just right there. That's one of the things I, I really like about electric cars. You know, when you're going down Highway 100 at 60 miles an hour and you want to go kind of in front of somebody and move over, with a gas car, it takes a little while to spool up. It's just yeah. like you don't even think about it. You just push the gas down a little bit and go. Done. Yep. And you're not cutting people off. It's is just fast. Yeah, it's uh, they're uh, cool. The space is great. Um, it, it truly is next generation. I also think the price point. I mean, the the hard part is everybody talks about an entry level price point, but very few people buy them. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think to have a maxed out loaded Ionic Five, um, so you've got an SUV. It's big enough for a full family. It would fit my wife, myself, and two kids for long trips. Mm -hmm. You're under sixty thousand. Correct. Yeah. Which is a lot of money, but when the average selling price of cars now is new cars is forty seven thousand yeah. dollars last time I looked. And that includes sedans, right? That yeah. includes mm -hmm. smaller cars to get a loaded all wheel drive next generation electric for that for a fifty eight thousand dollar price point with all the options. And you can get one for forty five grand, but you yeah. can get loaded longest range all the power for fifty eight. Yeah. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Yeah. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Yeah. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? 
Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. What else is hot in the Hyundai line? Uh, Palisades, Palisades are hot. Flying Everything out of there. Now that's a full-size. Yeah. Tucson yeah. hybrid, Santa Fe hybrid. Obviously, Andy's been around Hyundai for a long time. I've been uh, uh, camping, me and my team, at his tour for the last month, month and a half. It's, so, uh, I mean, you're not wrong, though, right? Like, it's hybrids, it's Palisades. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think the unsung one that is Tucson's. So, you know, when I came in and you talk about the old days, it was always the Ford Taurus versus the Malibu versus the Camry or whatever mid-size sedan was right. going to be king. And now it's that compact SUV. Yeah. RAV4s. Mm-hmm. Um, CRV. Tucson, they own Rogues. the market. Yeah. And the Tucson is... Um, the Tucson is the one where when people come over from another brand, they buy a Tucson. Correct. It's crazy. It's that nice. I haven't driven a Tucson in probably seven or eight years. They, I'm sensing they've changed them. I yeah. Was, yeah, I was very, very wowed by yeah. the by the by the new Tucson. And it's just a lot of car for the money. I it mean truly really and you get a great warranty with them and you just I mean just a very now, Hyundai still has the ten year ten year hundred thousand mile, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And the mm-hmm. five sixty on the uh, the five sixty on the comprehensive. comprehensive and I have a Walzer question for you guys because yeah. I was talking to Jen Parsons, who's the finance director last fall, and Kate. They were talking about uh, including electrics in Walzer care. Did that ever get done it's it's yes and no you know so we can still we can offer it in the walls care but we're just trying to work through the logistics of the battery coverage okay so we're so it's something that's not available now but it's coming it it is available you know we could do walls care on those but again the battery because which is the one thing that all first-time electric owners ask about but you gotta remember too from a hyundai perspective too the battery coverage is eight year a hundred thousand mile anyway so you you got the coverage right there from the factory for those of you that don't listen to uh twin cities radio walzer care is something that you get free with a purchase of new vehicles in minnesota from walzer it's a 10-year hundred fifty thousand mile powertrain warranty there are certain models that are excluded from that but uh but it's a pretty short list but EVs were always off the table, but last year, you know, you can see the the tide changing. Mm -hmm. It's an escalating conversation literally this month. Yeah. Because if you look at our store, our brand, I mean, we haven't cared. Yeah. Um, But we haven't, right? Like, what, I can get a Kona EV from the coast until this year. It was not really exactly a core part of our business model. It's coming, though. Um, But Mm -hmm. we're weeks away from it being... Um, a huge component. I mean, we do. Him and I were doing building walkthroughs yesterday and moving electric chargers around. Um, I'm looking at the electric 
custom built lifts that are now 10% of my shop capacity. Mm -hmm. So in other words, like we've got a shop with 20 bays, each one can lift an electric car, but then I have two purpose built lifts that can actually remove the batteries from an electric car. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and I mean, you think about it, you made that 10% of your capacity. I can't imagine I ever need 10% of my capacity for that one item. But we're ready in case we do. Mm-hmm. But it's a lift. So, I mean, yeah. you can do non-electric yeah. cars on them, obviously, as the demand yep. comes in. That's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's changing. And it's it's funny that we've managed to politicize, you know, propulsion systems. It's crazy. Well, I, I still go back to the one thing I think happens with electric that everybody misses. Um you know, we, we work in this industry, and Hassan and I talk warranties, and that's where we live. And a powertrain in a car, by our definition, is the internal parts of an engine and a transmission and the internal parts of an axle. But the powertrain from a global definition is everything from the fuel tank and the gas pipe, the gas filler all the way to the end of the exhaust. And there's two, 3,000 parts in that. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. go into an electric, all of those components are boiled down to about 24. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's going to yeah. change... What mechanics do? It's going to change the cost of maintenance dramatically. It's going to change. It's going to change the entry to being a mechanic. I mean, right now I meet people who don't want to go into being a mechanic because it's a physical job. It's it, a lot it is less, hard on the body. Mm-hmm. It's it really a lot is. less physical job when you're replacing out electric motors and yeah. handling electric components. It's it's going to change a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe wants to know if you still have the Wichita stores. Yes, yes, yeah. we do. Well, there you go. Joe is a longtime listener. He's from St. Paul, but he builds Fords down in Kentucky. So uh, Wichita is where we have the, the the luxury brands, and I'll try to name them all just looking at them. Audi, Lexus, Mercedes, Porsche, Jag Land Rover, BMW, and Mini. And Acura. Acura. Sorry. I knew I'd miss one. Cool. If you're ever in, you know, hey, let's go to Wichita and look at car dealerships. But these are really cool because they're on two sides of a square, so it's really a campus. And they're smaller dealerships, but we bought them when they were being built. Or we didn't buy them. The Walzers bought them, and we just did the work. Um, They're they're just gorgeous facilities and and some kind of cool marketing deals. The only cheesecake factory in the city of Wichita is in the Audi store on the second floor, right next to the movie theater. Oh, wow. It's crazy. Wow. That I did not know. <laughs> Have you ever been down there? No. It's fun. It mm. is cool. Uh, other than the fact you're in Wichita. Well, it's funny. So my uh, my sister and my mother live in Wichita. Okay. And I still haven't been down there. So I just didn't. What it, kind of a son are you? I'm a terrible person. <laughs> that's clear. But I'm also afraid that Walzer will make me stay. So I just stay up Ooh, here. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, the big magnet. Because Randy, your old boss, was yeah. just going to go down there for a month. Yeah. And Pete Swenson, your current boss, was yeah. he was slated to be the Correct. COO yeah. of the deal. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think Randy kind of liked it. And, he liked you know, it there's, down there, yeah. If the Walzers are listening, that don't get offended. But there are some benefits from... Of having a distance away from the corporate headquarters, shall we say, Andy Swanson. Hey, I I have nothing. I I will admit I still remember being a GM early, and we had only one store on the St. Paul side of town, and I had it. And Paul called me, said I was coming to visit you, but I couldn't find the place. So <laughs> that's a Tesla deal now. That is a Tesla deal. I've been spending a little time up at the Polar Chev, and I, I noticed that. I was like, what did that? Turn into Tesla. There was a building that we, uh, this is public information, so I'm going to share it. We owned that building for $2 million, and I just saw in the news that Tesla transferred ownership to their subsidiary for 9.6. So 
that's if you uh, I'm not afraid to say this Tesla that's what burning money looks like so <laughs> please feel free to drive by Highway 61 in Maplewood and send the hate mail to Andy Swanson at Walzer Day. that's a nine million dollar building and now no it's not but uh, that's what it's on the books for according to public data so Jesus it is not a nine million dollar building so I have a car selling secrets question myself yes yesterday uh, well, Catherine, about a week ago, said, Tom, you, you got to get some new windshield wipers on the Mustang. I mean, what the hell are you doing? There? Because you know, it sits in a hot garage all summer long, so the rubber parts of the car tend to get a little soft, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. right? So I said, okay, I'll go get uh, some new windshield wipers. Sorry about that. Not that it was raining or anything, but she said, when it rains, you're not going to be able to see a damn thing because the windshield wipers don't work. Like, okay. So I go over, won't say where I went, because, you know, whatever. I did not know this was a situation, though, so I get some brand-new windshield wipers for a 2013 Mustang. Okay? How much did they cost? Well, it depends on where you went. If you went to O'Reilly Auto Parts, they would probably be about 22 bucks, and they'll put them on for you for free. I'm guessing okay. you didn't go there. <laughs> uh, I didn't go there. I went to another one that's very famous. Two windshield wipers installed, eighty dollars. Did you have a sign on you that said "Kick me"? Yeah. <laughs> eighty bucks for a pair of windshield Holy wipers. Macro. Where was I'm this? Like, I mean, I don't. Were they like on, gold, gold plated or something? Or what? What were the? Do you think he accidentally double charged me? They should have been forty. He might have recognized that's too you much. and figured you had money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And you, you know what's really deal. sad? There are a lot of married couples who just have to share one windshield wiper. That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, that Well, I'm, a, I'm just a typical honky in America that treats everybody else like dirt by being able to buy windshield wipers. <laughs> wow. You know what I'm saying. You guys don't know this, but Tom owned one of the very first electric cars in the state of Minnesota. He had a O five or six Tesla Roadster. I think it was 05, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was the 05. It was yeah. the first one in Minnesota. Oh, did you see the video of the, the Tesla on the side of the road? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, it's hilarious. There's a Tesla that's run out of a charge, so it's pulled over on the side of the road. Guy comes up, goes in his truck, pulls out a charger, hooks it up to the Tesla, and then pulls the cord. It's a gas-powered charger. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You have to get gas to start an all-electric vehicle. Yeah. I just That's hilarious. Hey, I loved it, though. I loved, again, I will, I will tell you I did have one of the first ones. I absolutely loved the car. It was fun to drive, but it did a thing called bricking back then where if you, lock, you, you ran out of a charge on the freeway, you could not move the car off. You couldn't even push it to the side of the road because the, the wheels would lock up. That's I not said, a great design re- feature. Uh, no, I said, I can't be driving a car that locks up on the freeway. No, thank you. Yeah. But then you and I, uh, you got me an, an ELR. Yeah, I leased him an ELR. You remember those? Those were lovely. I had a poor I sa- loved that car. I had a poor salesperson who got so enamored by that thing that he drove down to our Oatana store and leased one overnight. 
and then drove it home and came to work the next morning freaking out because he never really considered whether his car seats would fit in the back seat of what's essentially oh, a wow. make, <laughs> it was essentially a make-believe electric Corvette. Yes. And, and his wife's ready to divorce him. Things are bad. I can I call the GM at that store down there who's no longer with us and was not real happy to have to take an ELR back. I'm like, I'm sending the kid down there. We gotta we gotta fix this because I, he can't get divorced. So the very first time I experienced a lane thinker. departure no. warning was Tom had the he was up here and it needed service or something like that and I had to go down to see Bob Ebert once a week to make sure he didn't do anything crazy, um, so I said well look, I'll I'll take your car down there for you and you can just drive mine and we'll swap them at the podcast whatever it was and so I'm driving the the ELR down the highway and I just kind of veered out of my lane a little bit. Now the departure alert bit. on that was your your butt would vibrate. Yeah. Depending yeah. on if you were going right, it would be the right cheek. And the first time it happened, I freaked out. Well, what How the hell's going on? How much extra is that? Well, I found that if you do serpentine, it's really kind of a quite relaxing way to drive. <laughs> that is the that's the weirdest thing. I talked to some people who haven't been in a new car since 12, 13, 14, I mean, a lot of people keep yeah. them for a long time. The tech in these things, we keep talking about the electric, mm-hmm. but it's, I use adaptive cruise on the highway. Oh, yeah, never touch the brake All anymore. The oh, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. and it's gotten good. It's smooth now. I yeah. I remember trying that out in 16, and I thought I was going to die, but now it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it really have come a long way. And yeah. Slam on the brakes when you're about to hit something by mistake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The V-dub... <laughs> This car is buggy as hell sometimes. So about five times since we've had it, backing it out of the garage store, all of a sudden it'll just slam the brakes on because it thinks there's something back there oh, and yeah. there's nothing. Those backup sensors and are And then when that happens, it's yeah. like, whoa, what the? And you get out and look for little kids and stuff. Okay, we're fine. Lull in the action. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I was waiting for you to carry no, on. No, with your fine. What am I going to do? Is say something novel about cars? <laughs> well, you know, there I is love that. the steering wheel. That thing's great. No, actually, I was just thinking the reason Andy I didn't respond. Andy a Rogue from Mizetta and a Kicks from Coon Rapids. He's a yes, double Nissan owner. Yep. Cool. That's yep. awesome. Got two Nissans. Nice. We have two Nissan stores. You should find your way to Hyundai. We'll take better care of you. Yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> we didn't invite the Nissan guys today. And Tom's got an all wheel drive Altima. Two years ago, or a year and a half, there wouldn't. There's no inventory at all. Right, he's yep. got an S-Class, and that's too big for the new garage that he's in. His wife's grinding on him. She says, find me something luxury that's a little smaller, and so I'm looking. It's nothing. But Nissan had some killer short-term leases mm-hmm. at the time, and it became a all-wheel drive Altima pilot. So That kicks I, I, about, I think it was like the last kicks in the country or yeah. something like that. It was, yeah, very low inventory. Still can't believe you made me get rid of my mafia car just because it didn't fit in the garage. I had nothing to do. That was your wife. <laughs> it wasn't my wife. I didn't care. Honestly, God, I had a gigantic. What was that gigantic it's Mercedes? It's the Raymond Reddington car from Blacklist. My right. wife wants one in the worst way too. It's a it's a badass car. It really is. You know, but my, it's the size of a Chinese. I'm sorry, Tom. No, I was just going to say. I was just going to say my Camry used to fit in my garage. But As I get older, it's some for some reason it doesn't fit anymore. You mean because there's stuff piled up? 
No, I, I think it's. I think the walls of my garage are closing in because that's the oh, only, okay. only explanation I can find for me constantly hitting it. Oh, oh no. no, you got the old guy scrapes on the side. Well, I do have an excuse. I've got like, you know, three quarters of an eye. So it, it does. Yeah, you usually want more than that. Yeah. So it my, is a problem. I'm sorry. Anyway, son I son is driving my father in law's uh, former car. He can't drive anymore. And it's really, it's a really nice 09 Camry, but it looks like it was attacked by barbed wire on both sides of the car. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But it's silver, silver scratches. It's kind of, that looks like yeah. shit, actually. My wife will never listen to this, so I still remember early on in our relationship when she came back with the ding on both sides and no mirror, and she's like, the curb just jumped right out of me. I'm yes. like, babe, I'm yes. pretty sure they're stationary objects. That's why they're called curbs, so I don't think it, it was the problem. Well, maybe not. I, I got my wife a Pathfinder with the front sensor, so it'll beep at her, yeah. and she still managed to hit the front bumper on that thing. Oh, you know? no. <laughs> You know, I got that. We got three car selling secrets people in studio. So I got a. I was just sent in, sent in a, a message from a listener who wants to know how many miles are on my Mustang because it is. It's. I mean, you've seen the car, Doug. It's oh, immaculate. Yeah. You're the one who got it for me. As a matter of yeah, fact, yeah, it's a th- triple black thirteen GT convert. It's a nice car. Uh, Five I mean, the thing moves like there's no tomorrow. He wants to know how many miles I have on it because apparently he's looking for one. But I've only got, you know, that honestly, God, I bought that, what, about six years ago? Yeah, with you, well, like I that? think it was two years old when you bought it, if I remember right. Yeah. So it would be yeah. about 15, so maybe yeah. seven years ago. Anyway. It's yeah, matter. seven, eight years ago, something like that. It still only has 35,000 miles on it. it got, I mean, it's got very oh. low miles on that bad boy. It's Andrew Walzer's favorite car. So in the used car world, we have teams of people. Uh, that hunt for a used car inventory all over the country. And, in fact, that's where you got the uh, – Billy found that Jaguar for you. But yes. Andrew Walzer calls them lumpies, low mile per year. He goes, always buy the lumpy. You talked about the car, and Hassan and I both looked at each other and read minds that we wanted in our inventory. Yeah. Yeah. So please let me know when you'd like to trade for, you know, something. We're going to move the Mustang. I think it might be a good time. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, coming into the spring season. Mm-hmm. This is the time. Yeah. Like it's not oh people. God. Everybody wants to go trade that thing in June, and that's the that's at the end. You yeah. trade in right. February, right? Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Both of the cars down here, they don't have any miles on them. It's just because it's they sit in the garage for nine months of the yeah. year. And we are back with stretches picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the shift story, it made sense to me. 
It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Well, if you guys could go out and get a car, a new car right now, what would... I mean, obviously, you handle just about every brand there is. That's why well, I'm asking the question. These guys are general, ma- general managers say, of Hyundai dealerships. Yeah. So well, I know that. Probably an but accent. I mean, <laughs> you mean Elantra yeah, totally. Touring? Anything with an H and a circle? No, I mean, hybrids are I mean, hybrids are hot. Hybrids are the one right now. Where yeah. They, mm-hmm. And I, I think I own two. They figure out the hybrid equation. Instead of trying to make a Prius that gets 100 miles to the gallon, you make something that has more power and better fuel economy. So you find a balance there. And, mm-hmm. you know, so you've got the electric motor to give it snap and help the all-wheel drive. And then it also the electric the hybrid situation to help gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's sense. funny that the all-electric, the rush to all-electric has made hybrids acceptable. Because it wasn't that many long many years ago that everybody's throwing rocks at Prius owners. I think they did it right finally. I mean, yeah. for years it was 2% of the marketplace. But for years, all you got out of a hybrid was better fuel economy and an uncomfortable car. Oh, I know. They, they mm-hmm. were, the seats were designed by I, the Russians. It's totally, terrible. right? Like, I mean, the South Park episode about buying a Toyota Pius was spot on for about a decade. But... Now it was shortly after Al Gore lost the election that uh, his son got arrested for doing a hundred in a Prius. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was God. kind of amazing you could get one to go that fast. Did you did you ever see the Jason Bateman sketch about that? I don't. he's sitting at a police station, they're trying to evade a murder in a Prius and they've got him on camera doing a hundred through a stoplight and what were you doing then? Doing a hundred through the stoplight. I was I was drag racing. In a Prius, <laughs> I, I, I don't win much. All right, like there's only yeah. response. But they figured it out. They've got a way better balance now. They've yeah. got power. We we love ours, and I don't think you can go wrong in almost any brand. I mean, no, I mean it yeah, is hard just, to buy a bad car. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. some that I'd go, yeah, maybe maybe not that, but there are not many like that. No, the quality's up across the board, and I mean, I I can be a homer about my brand but i can also say i think at this point in my career like you for sure i've i've sold hondas and toyotas and chevys and really everything mm-hmm. right three defunct brands even um and the quality is just much better than it was 10 15 yeah. years ago mm-hmm. God, it's amazing. is it true by the way i was just thinking about this the whole time you guys were talking because somebody told me the original prius vehicles Zero to 60 in 12 seconds? That's probably right. <laughs> that kind of sounds generous. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we were talking about this, uh, was it last week when I was here? Oh, with Ray Eric. Yeah, we were talking about, you know, 70s cars are collectible. And he and I both own 70s Celicas. 
And I was on some user group, and they were talking about, yeah, to lift back, it was so fast. And like, it was 80 horsepower. Fast. <laughs> I looked it up. It was 0 to 60 oh, in 14.5. <laughs> there you go. It's really fast. Dodge, I had a Dodge Caravan will do seven seconds right now. <laughs> the only upside to it was I, I don't think they had enough uh, structural support to survive a crash with the speed bumps, so they were light. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. other than that. All cars back then were yeah. just. They were okay until you wrecked them. Then you would die. <laughs> Why'd you have to say wrecked them? Thank you very much, Rick. Oh. <laughs> Damn, near killed, right, Damn near killed him. Damn near killed him. I knew that was coming. I'm sorry. Yeah, you That's did. Right. You did indeed. Honest to God. Oh, I got to throw one more thing at, at the at the fellows here before before we get off. Because I was going to do it earlier, and I thought, nah, I don't. No, but I actually do want to do that. So I'm talking to the Hubbard people. Uh, about the new show and this and that and the other thing, and they're going through all the list of this, that, and the other thing, and blah, blah, blah. And I said, you do have to understand one thing. And they said, what's that? And he said, uh, when Doug and I do Walzer commercials, they're about 10, they're not one minute. They're about 10 minutes long. And the guy says to me, I don't give a rat's ass if they're an hour long. They work. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, I think the, the, the folks at KSTP were pretty familiar with the shenanigans we pulled off at Cumulus. Because so, they talk about them all the time. They go over there yeah. and do stuff with the KS95. And, right. And it's so funny. And you probably, well, maybe you don't. It's a good question. So I would get emails or phone calls or I'd run into somebody and they'd go, God, that was really cool what you were talking about yesterday. I had no memory of what I was talking about. It just oh, because God, they yes. were just all, does that happen to you too? You just forget. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we, we talk and talk and talk and talk. So I, you can't possibly hold on to all that info. Yeah. But people love them. I'll tell you what, people love those spots. They just absolutely love them because it, they're, they don't sound like you're trying to shove something down their throat. Yep. No, it's been, uh, it was, it, it's great. And it can, you know, I still get emails from customers and we haven't been on for a couple of months. So, yeah. Has it been that long? Yeah, end of December. Yeah. Well, yeah, not yeah. quite too. But getting there. We're coming up on it. Like I said, I've had two months off, and it's about time to get back to work. So I talked to our good friend Pat Eberts. I uh, called him last Friday. A Pat! Bu- a buddy of mine texted me, hey, we got a new guy in the sales team at yeah. Hubbard. It's so Pat he's, Eberts. He's excited. He's very excited, actually. You know, somebody told told him over at, uh, over at the queue, well, you want to go work with that backstabber? Oh How long God. have you known me? I only stab people in the front. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not big at, at stabbing people in the back. I like to be looking in the eye and go, you're an asshole, and then do it. You know what I mean? Well, and, and, and i got to tell you, I'm surprised after you fired Brittany a few years ago that she'd actually come back to work for you. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. I fired her. That's still the one, one thing that, that annoys the piss out of me. I have never fired wait, wait, anyone. The one thing? Yeah, that's it. Well, yeah. there's more than that. But it's a I didn't hire people. I didn't fire people. It wasn't my choice who to get rid of or who to get. I never got any vote in any of that stuff. But, boy, when something bad happened, that was Tom's fault. Like you lying sack yeah, of shit. Yeah, that's right. Hey, I got Whatever. fired, and I appreciated it. Who fired you? Well, I didn't really get fired. Actually, I did sort of technically get fired because when I pissed the, the, the wrong people off, and uh, so they said, you can't do this anymore. And I said, what do you mean? They said, they said you're just, you know, uh, we're, we're, cutting you, we're cutting you back. Half the hours, half the salary. I said, okay. What? Oh, yeah, that's, you know, that happened back in the, 
back in the day. It was a long time ago. Yeah, but nobody ever told me about they that. They were mad. You know, remember they were mad at me. So, so I went into the GM's office, and and she uh, she was she pretended to be outraged, and yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. but I you know I I I didn't hold it against her. But she was just doing her job, and I actually I never wanted to admit it. But I really liked having half the hours, you know, cutting me back from four to two hours a week. <laughs> well, there you go. See? That's all I'm saying. They cut you back, and you love the fact they cut you back. Yeah, it, it turned out to like it, yeah. Yeah. So it but all worked out. Everything always worked out. Why do you think it is that people like to take something and make it much worse than it actually is? Why do they do that? It's management. But why? <laughs> why do you want to act like that? <laughs> Makes no well, sense to people, me. People tend to, when, they, when they're supposed to react, then they tend to overreact because they figure it's their job. Oh, I suppose, yeah. I imagine that's probably true. I just, it's just not that big a deal. Calm down. There's a lot of other stuff to do and relax. Everything's good. And, you know, you don't have to be pissed off at me just because you ran out of booze. <laughs> wow. What? I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> okay. I, I, I've got a, I have a car question, and uh, sorry, is this supposed to be about cars? Nah. I just noticed that they moved the uh, auto show back to the convention center. Yeah. What well, the they did. Is I thought that they were just killing it. I didn't get a vote in that. We'll be clear. So I liked it where it was, but. Um, We'll get our buddy Scott Lambert on in a couple of weeks. I mean, I got a strong guess that a lot of the dealers want the early kickoff because the one thing about the auto show is it's always, it's Uh, always, I mean, it's always been a crazy deal, right? Like, so it's Minnesota. And for those of you listening nationwide, it was 37 degrees yesterday. So I had my windows down because it's been really cold. Mm -hmm. And you're just suddenly got 37 in the sun. You don't care. You feel great. Um, So you get just into March, things start feeling better. And, that auto show, even inside of the convention center, would draw 150 to 200,000 yeah. people, and it would really kick off. Which season. is very unusual. Other than the big yep. majors like Detroit, New York, L.A., the auto shows don't draw and, anything. And it's just a Minnesota thing, right? It's, you know, mm-hmm. December, January, and February, like, hey, I'm not going to sell the state. It's cold and it's dark. And so suddenly get into March, we want to get outside. Yeah. Um, and go Maybe somewhere. that is the reason. I, I, that does make sense because I, I just so many people love you know, it was free parking at the state yep. fair. You could you, drive the cars around and stuff. It was... Oh, I would bring my kids because they had bouncy houses. So yeah. we'd just go and let them play in the bouncy house for four hours while we sat there eating mini donuts. I mean, that's literally what the auto show was for people. That was one of my best marketing moves ever when I ran the Did Dodge you invent store. bouncy houses? No, but okay. it wasn't <laughs> It would have been a good event. I would have liked it. Larry Reed's across the street, right? Uh-huh. And it, back in the in the... Ots, it's all minivans is all that's your new yeah. car business and so i got the idea on saturdays i started run, renting bouncy houses put them right in front of the dealership and we'd see p- families they'd pull into larry reed's and then the kids would point out uh. the window and they just <laughs> come right in we sold so many cars because of that damn thing. You wouldn't be able to win the battle. I mean, I don't want to fight with my kids for the next three hours in your dealership. Oh, yeah. We're mm-hmm. going to the place with the bouncy house. Well, and I ha- hired the receptionist uh, sister to sort of babysit the kids. <laughs> so it's like, you know, if you want to take the test drive, we can do that, and then she'll watch them, and, you know, everything will be cool. It was it worked great. for I think it was $110 a Saturday. 
And then people want just an excuse to get away from their kids for a little bit. Yeah, too. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it wasn't the worst thing. Let's go spend some money. You know, though, activity we can get breeds away from activity. The kids if, you, if it looks like there's something going on, it's a lot better than those tall, skinny balloon guys with the floppy oh, yeah. arms. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know if you could get it past the fun police anymore, Steve Porter. I think I'm just going to put one up, and the, the short <laughs> answer is going to be my receptionist sister's going to be like, "If you want, we'll watch him." That's the GM's kids playing in there. Yeah. So, uh, Come on down. Well, there are very few fatalities each right. year. You know. <laughs> sure, always They're something. They're soft-sided. Yeah. They're filled with air. Other than that, is there anything holding you back from buying the Hyundai today? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <Get your head. laughs> uh, I, with that, I think we ought to sign off. Uh, for sure. <laughs> You're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. I think, that, I think we are building two brand-new buildings. They're gorgeous. We don't have bouncy houses, but I'm considering it right now. Yep, that's right. I, I, and I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out because, you know, we were talking about the new open point in Coon Rapids, but uh, they're building a brand new building uh, for, for Andy and his team in Brooklyn Center. When's it going to be done? Um, we'll be done, I, I think, 60 to 90 days. Oh, good. Yeah, we're not too far behind them. I, there's literally uh, one nationwide vendor for Hyundai who does a specialty siding. Oh, the uh, aluminum looking stuff. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I, you know, like, um, yeah. There's one, literally, we're like waiting on one guy, is what it feels like. So everything will be done. We'll probably be moved in. The finishing touches will be on the exterior of the building shortly afterwards. But. You know, I, I'd say the interior of yours is going to be perfect over the course of the next couple of weeks, maybe by Tuesday. I, I think the interior, I'm, I was at the store yesterday, is pretty much 95% done, 97% yep. done. I mean, the tiles on the show floor is pretty much done. We're going to be uh, also featuring an ionic display up oh, there, cool. so which is really cool to be on the show floor. Uh, we got furnitures in there, most of the sales desks in there, uh, customer lounge is pretty much done. Uh, from a technician's perspective, all the bays, you know, pretty much hoist. Uh, uh, a lot of the a lot of the tools are there too, just not the Hyundai OEM tools. We'll probably okay. have that next week or two. You'll borrow mine for a couple. That's kind of what I figured. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then maybe uh, borrow them long term, so you'll be looking for them over there and be like, yeah, oh that, yeah, they're they're at Coon Rapids somewhere. You I know? <laughs> I can get into that building, so that's a bad plan. Um, no, it's uh, I mean they're well, we're, they, we're getting close. You know, I it's feel sorry, be nice. sorry for you guys. You're gonna learn the meaning of depreciation after the first month schedule. Yeah. So I work. already looked at the spreadsheet. I cried a little. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough because you you get what. Three years to write off you furniture. Know, you know, for me, and I also know for him, we've, I've, I mean, you gotta realize this will be my fourth building, and the nicest right. building I ever had was the Wea used car hut in Brooklyn Park. Like I've never had a nice place. I've I've never had functioning air conditioning in a shop. I thought, I thought Maplewood was all right, wasn't it? Not. I mean, yeah, it had a nice. Hold on. I mean, it was fifty years old. Yeah. Um, and but we painted it. Yeah, it, it was. You know what? That's exactly right. It was nice enough for me. It worked yeah. out. But I've I've never had a shiny place, so I feel great about it. All right. If anybody has any uh, questions or interest in Hyundai's, uh, you can reach out to these two guys, Andy Swanson and Hassan. You can always uh, contact me directly, as always, at Doug at Walzer com. I will n not be on the podcast. I think for the next three weeks in a row. I, my Aww. wife and I got the okay to. Got stiff. Here, watch the watch this reaction when I tell these guys <laughs> I got the okay to work from Mexico. 
It's pretty Suckers. clear that you're about halfway there now. Yeah, yeah. yeah no kidding. I mean, <laughs> this is retirement time. That's right. That's all it Quiet. is. Don't say that. Because I, I don't have any plans as to what I'm going to do. Tom knows what it's like. You just were retired for two months and you hated it. Yeah, it gets to be. You need something to do. There's no question about it. you, you got to have something to do. You're right. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. The show will go on without me. Uh, Jimmy Francis is going to co-host for the next three weeks. He's a very, very interesting guy. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you later. 